Blog Talk Radio. You have just connected with Parkinson's Recovery. I am Robert Rogers. This is the show to hear every week. And this is the show to hear that has been aired now for the last several years. If you have an interest in finding out what you can do to get relief from the symptoms that happen to be associated with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. I have been now doing the show for several years, and so I've talked to hundreds of individuals who have Parkinson's disease on my radio show and also off my radio show. And I have a number of fascinating reports of individuals who say the following. When I do Activity X, it's quite amazing, but I have absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. My guest today, Ann Aitken, is going to have a report similar to that. The X could stand for the following. When I paint, it's quite incredible, Robert, but I don't have any symptoms. When I dance, no symptoms whatsoever. When I do sculpting, yep, that's right, no symptoms. These are what I've been hearing from people who I have interviewed. When I make furniture, something I never thought I would be doing five years ago, my symptoms simply vanish. They dissolve. How about this one, kickboxing? When I kickbox, no symptoms. Ping pong. A person told me, now it's been over a year ago, yeah, it's quite amazing. I love ping pong. And when I play ping pong, I'm telling you, I have no symptoms whatsoever. And boy, can I whip my opponent. Tennis. You can hear these reports by going back and listening to previous shows so you can verify for yourself that, in fact, it's true. If a person basically is doing an activity that gives them endless and infinite joy, as it turns out, somehow the trigger mechanism that makes those symptoms flare gets turned off. So the key, as it turns out, is to search around and define some activity somewhere that gives you such passion and such joy that you will be able to turn off those symptoms, not just when doing the activity, but after as well as before. With each show, my intention is to be able to have information that any listener can take and run with, something that will help you feel better. That's my intention, and I can tell you right now, you will discover in this interview that I'm about to do with Ann Aitken that I am delivering on that promise. My guest today is Ann Aitken, who is the author of Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. Ann, tell us all about yourself. I am 61. I had my first Parkinson's symptoms at about 45 but of course was diagnosed as having menopause, uh, lupus, fibromyalgia, and then at about the age of 50, I got a very severe frozen shoulder. Spent the next five years at various orthopedic surgeons, physiotherapists, um, who else did I go to? Chiropractors, you, you name it, I went everywhere and the shoulder just never unfroze. It was when I was 55, 2005, I was finally sent to a neurologist who spent ages poking me with needles trying to find out what was wrong. 
And I just happened to say, oh, the kids at school say, I look really funny when I'm on your duty because my left arm doesn't move. And he leapt up and he said, I know what's wrong with you. You've got Parkinson's. And he was really excited, which is very nice to him. And I was just standing in the middle of his room, golf smack, I, I couldn't move. And he looked around and he said, Jim, you've got a funny look on his face. And I, I was just stunned, had no idea about Parkinson's. Thought it was uh, something only on the other got. And uh, got myself home, because got on the internet. And yeah, I, it was Parkinson's. The thing is, though, I don't have a tremor. And uh, at the end of 2005, I actually retired from teaching and uh, joined Parkinson's Victoria as a volunteer, which was the best thing I've ever done. It was wonderful. Found all these people, lots of friends. Felt good because I was doing something useful. I wasn't a, well, I still am actually. And um, I just happened to have some of my artwork and the CEO of Parkinson Victoria looked at it and said, did you know art is really good for the brains of people with Parkinson's? And I thought, wow, I've got to find out more about this. So again, found someone in Canberra who was doing artwork with people with Parkinson's and finding it very successful. So I said to her that I wanted to have a go in it at it in my state, so I did. And when I look back, about four years ago, I had no real idea about what I was going to do. I just thought, oh well, we'll get together and we'll, we'll paint. So in four years, well, I've gone from three people in the corner of a community room to six groups across the state. And my own group is about 12 people every week who come and I find what they do is just so amazing. My own art changed remarkably as well. I, it changed colour, would you believe? It became brighter. Um, I tackled subjects I never would have tackled before. In fact, I became quite adventurous with my own art. So it was all these changes. And yes, I just felt in the end I was a completely different person because of Parkinson's, but I was very happy with it and um, felt actually that I was getting more out of life because of Parkinson's than what I had before, which is really quite weird and a lot of people don't really understand that. So that's the start of it. It was amazing with watching the art though, that people's tremors would stop. They would just totally stop. They were so relaxed. And, and there was that website in America, um, the Parkinson's Foundation, I think one of them, and they have a whole section on creativity. And it's just it was just so true what it said, your symptoms calm down when you're being creative. And I Parkinson's for some reason does make people more creative. When you mention Victoria, just to clarify for listeners who are from really across yeah, the globe, this is not Victoria in Coast Canada, this is Victoria in Australia. Australia. It's our summer at the moment. And it's been a really hot one so far too. So yeah, yeah, I'm an Aussie. <laughs> um, and one of the interesting things that I have found about my group is it changes and I change. And 
I've brought in so many more elements. Exercise is absolutely imperative if you've got Parkinson's. We need to move and keep moving. Fight the apathy. I'm Robert Rogers, and this is Parkinson's Recovery. My guest today is Anne Aiken from Victoria, Australia, author of Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. Parkinson's Recovery is sponsoring a 2012 New Year survey, and you are most invited to participate. It's actually an easy task that takes only a couple of minutes. There are two questions. One question is directed toward individuals who currently experience symptoms of Parkinson's. The other question is directed toward individuals who are not currently diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And the question is quite simple. Just ask relative to last year, you know, around New Year's Eve or Christmas time, how have you been doing over the course of the year? Are you better, the same, or are you worse? So we're collecting just informal information from whoever would like to respond to the Parkinson's Recovery New Year survey. We'd like to be able to collect some information and feed it back to you about how people, in fact, have been faring over the year 2011. To participate in the survey, if you haven't already done so, you'll find a link in the free Parkinson's Recovery newsletter, or you can go to the blog, and you'll see posted today a link that you can click on to a, a safe website that essentially has the two questions, and it automatically your responses are encoded by my autoresponder called Get Response. The blog address is www.blog.parkinsonsrecovery.com. So that's park the word Parkinson's, P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N-S, combined together with the word recovery, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.com. You'll see the posting uh, today will basically allow a link for you to click on, and two minutes later, you will be done. You will hear my report of the findings here in just a few weeks when I'm able to collect a critical mass of responses. And now back to my guest, Anne Aiken. And have you found exercise to be a useful therapy for yourself? Look, I found it it's amazing. I, I mean, I used to do a lot of sport when I was very young. And, you know, I was really fit. But when you've got Parkinson's and you get fit and you exercise, you're really helping your brain. Um, from what I've been reading about it, you help to keep the neural pathways stronger. You can actually make new neural pathways. And as I said, I was diagnosed in 2005. So in the last 12 to 18 months, I don't have to use a cane anymore. I've put, it, I've put that away because the back has improved out of sight. And one of the ways of helping you balance is really strengthen your quad muscles. Get, get them moving. And if you don't, I say to people, you know, you need to do at least half an hour a day. But you can do that in three lots of 10 minutes. And that's so much easier. And I, the other thing that I found really important was mindfulness and wellness. Um, the Northwest Parkinson's Foundation is brilliant. And um, we've got, I, I think when I read the book by Robert Doig, The Brain That Changed Itself, 
that really made me start to get passionate about finding out about how you can help your own brain. Um, I go to a wonderful um, psychologist who also talked about changing the way you think and um, how negative thoughts can really undo. They can make your Parkinson's symptoms worse because you stress yourself so much. So, so changing your thinking to becoming more positive is terrific, and you can do it. You can, and and that's how it led to my book as well because I like laughing, and when you laugh, you release so many, you know, good hormones and things like that. So, when I fell over in the car park at the local shopping centre, and I fell backwards, thinking into the garden bed, and I was totally stuck into these plants. Could not move. Could not get out and sit. So I just lay there and thought, well, it's a really nice day. It could be worse, it could be raining. And I got the giggles and somebody heard me and I got pulled out of the bushes. But it's that type of thinking. Turn your thinking around and it does make a real difference. And exercise is it, it's just wonderful because you can feel your body getting stronger. As I said, I don't use a cane. My neurologist last month retested my motor skills and it was normally a score out of 15. So the closer to 15 you were, the worse you were. My score was zero. And he said to me, he doesn't know what I'm doing, but whatever it is, don't stop. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Just keep going. Yeah. So I find it a package deal, Robert, that suits me. And I think that for most people, they've got to find their own their own pathway too. Some things will suit others better than whatever. So I'm very comfortable now with what I do with exercise, um, with art, with being creative. Um, I do a lot of public speaking as a Parkinson ambassador. Um, next year, this year, they're going to ask me to do a lot of talks as um, an inspirational speaker, I suppose, or something, using your story to show people that you can make a life. And that's how I got onto my book, which is a bit different because, for one thing, it's got the word laughing in the title, and not many Parkinson books do. There's tons of books called um, Living Parkinson, but living's not enough, you've got to have a lot of life. So I decided to cartoon the book. So all, I've got about 30 odd cartoons in it and it's a lot of humour. All the things that have happened that have been quite humorous. I talk about symptoms, I talk about what it was like before I was diagnosed, what it's like in the hospital with Parkinson's, which can be the absolute pit. Because so many of the medical people just do not understand your um, special requirements as well. It, um, it all came together really well and it sold very well too. I had to publish it myself. Publishers look at it and they don't know where it's going to fit in. And I keep thinking, well, why does it have to fit in? Can't you just take it on face value and say, hey, have a look at this, it's different? So I've done 30 cartoons now for my second book, which is called Still Laughing with Parkinson's. People can buy both Not books yet. now? The second one I haven't got 
out published. The first one you can get through my website, which is www.anatkinart, all one word, lowercase, dot com. Okay, so it's Anne, A-N-N-E, Atkin, A-T-K-I-N, Art, of course, A-R-T, but it's all one word. I'll email it to you, actually, Robert, just so to make sure. And if they get onto that site, then they can get a book through me. So that'll be a print book that they it can is, actually yes, acquire. It's a print one. It's printed. I actually used um, the most expensive paper you could. It's pure white, the whole book. The cartoons really stand out. Uh, it's larger print than normal because um, I wanted to make it easier for, for people with Parkinson's to hold and to read. It's not got a huge amount of um, text because I think a lot of the books have got too damn much. And they sort of ran it down here. And they give you too much information. And it always ends up with the worst case scenario. I find them very depressing. I didn't want something that was depressing. I wanted them to finish it. Oh, that was fun. I'll try it again. <laughs> so the second book will be more about the exercise and the mindfulness and all of that stuff. We actually have a terrific book over here written by... Um, a lecturer at university. He is a doctor who trains doctors. And his book is called The Seven Pillars of Health. And he talks about mindfulness and wellness. And he actually talks about it to the doctors that he is training, which I find wonderful. Um, and it's an excellent book. It's talking about using your mind and how to take control of your illness, whatever it is, and um, change it. Yeah, definitely. I've changed my Parkinson's. I mean, I still have various things, but when I'm feeling well, I feel absolutely marvellous. You know, I just feel terrific. I have people saying to me, you don't look like you've got Parkinson's. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I'm, when I feel good, I feel fantastic, and boy, do I go out like a bat out of hell doing everything I can. You ship the book to any yep. country in the world? I, I want everybody to know that Diane has sent me a number of the cartoons from her book and they are absolutely dazzling. <laughs> they are absolutely wonderful. And I want to recommend that, that people seriously consider uh, acquiring her book because it, it's, it's, it's truly amazing and, and truly creative. And tell us more about well, the groups that you lead. With Parkinson's and and it, it was just working on people's creativity. It, it became really, I, I was amazed at how people embraced it and, and loved it and really looked forward to it. The artwork is fantastic. Parkinson's seems to make you see colours differently, certainly more vividly because my own artwork is more vivid. I'll actually send you some photos. Of my, actually, on my website you can see some of my artwork. Um, I love doing work in pastels and coloured pencils. And I just found that teaching others about creativity improves my creativity. So when you give to people, you get it back. 
and it, it just becomes, it, you know, the, the whole group. The first half hour when people arrive, we call it meet, greet and eat. And I always have a big morning tea there. I might have scones, jam and cream. I'll make a couple of cakes the night before. Chocolate biscuits. Yeah, it's really healthy. Um, and it's for everybody to just come in, leave the baggage at the door, you know, forget all their worries and talk because socialisation is very important for people with Parkinson's too. Don't isolate yourself. Get out there, even if your speech is affected. Um, wear a badge saying, you know, I'm not stupid, I've just got Parkinson's. And um, be part of society again. So people come in and they chat and we laugh. Laughter is very important. I've also introduced exercises into the class and it's exercises where you can sit at a table. I do ball handling skills. We roll the ball across the table to each other, pass it around to each other, have races. I've, um, have you heard of a game called Twister? You know, where people put their hands and feet on dots on the floor and they end up looking all twisted and fall over. Well, I've invented the, t the version where you sit at a table and play it. So I've, I've adapted games so that people who are in a, a wheelchair or who can't um, stand for very long can sit and play these games. Jigsaw puzzles are very good for our bones. So I've made a whole lot of those that are big pieces. And, um, you know, and I've said to people, I don't care if you're 52, 62 or 82, you can exercise, you can be creative, and you can change the way you think. And the more you start to do it, the easier it gets. And then it becomes second nature. I feel like a Pollyanna. I see the whole world through rose-coloured glasses. And I do, do laugh a lot. You know, just the other night I was taking out a large container of um, uh, powdered detergent from the, the cupboard and forgot that I'd taken the lid off it and moved it quickly. And this great, it just poured out everywhere. You know, over the kitchen onto the floor. I just laughed. I mean, then I got the vacuum cleaner and sucked it all up. So, yeah, it, it can change your life. I'm Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. The guest I have on my show today is Anne Aitken, author of Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. Anne is from Victoria, Australia, as you might have gathered by her accent. I want to piggyback on something Anne mentioned as being particularly useful to her and to the participants in all of her workshops. Mindfulness. I've discovered through my many interviews with individuals who have Parkinson's that stress has a profound impact on the symptoms. When stress is present, symptoms tend to flare. When stress is very well under control or absent, symptoms have a hard time of rearing their ugly head. The question then turns on what can we do about stress in our lives? I've been working on this question now for several years, and after a large number of interviews with experts on meditation that yielded a book by uh, Nancy Welsh titled Medicine Meditation, 
I landed on the idea that a useful tool is exactly what Ann Aitken mentioned, mindfulness. So what is mindfulness? It's basically being present in the moment rather than worrying about what might have happened in the past or anticipating the future. It's being in the present, and when you're in the present, stress simply cannot be present in your life. I haven't met a very mindful person in my life, so I've been inventing little exercises every week that I've been doing. I've been recording them, I've been transcribing them, and I'm making those available to people who might be interested in exploring mindfulness as a moment-to-moment way of reducing stress in your life. It potentially has a powerful impact because you do it little by little, day by day. You can get information about mindfulness, exactly what Ann Aiken is discussing, by visiting the website I've created about stress. And that website is www.stress.parkinsonsrecovery.com. In other words, the word Parkinson's without an apostrophe combined together with the word recovery. Now back to Ann Aiken. I understand then that you've taken this course throughout the entire country of Australia. Tell us about that. Well, not quite Australia. In my home state, Victoria, I decided to turn my painting with Parkinson's session into a workshop to give people experience about it. So um, my husband drives me, you know, hundreds of kilometres to various little places. I set it up and um, do, do, do the session with them, um, take them through all the activities, give them lots of handouts. I take photos and send them back to them. Usually get the local papers to come along and have a, have a look as well. And some of the groups, the people are very elderly, so I go to them perhaps twice a year and uh, give them a little taste of it and, and remind them about what they're doing and so that they, they can do it at home. I produce brochures about it um, to hand out at various um, speaking engagements that I have. And, and I think I, I, I email you and tell you that, um, no I didn't actually, um, uh, one of the girls, one of the women who I met in a support group um, up north Victoria she is a, a doctor with Parkinson's and she's actually training doctors and she's using my cartoons to show to the doctors so that she's, you know, because it grabs people's attention. Um, I told her, don't forget to tell the doctors that that cartoon character with the blonde curly hair, that's me. <laughs> but I've been very extensively airbrushed. <laughs> So, you you know what she looks like. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and it was very successful. <laughs> I do a lot of um, a lot of talks with people, and I I love making people laugh. Well, do you have a standard set of jokes that you use, no, or do you just no. start laughing and then everybody laughs with you? Yeah, I no, I do not prepare ahead. I'm totally off the cuff. I do not use notes. I just talk straight off, whether it's a 10-minute talk or an hour. I've got the gift of the gab. I'm the teacher for 29 years. I, I never shut up. 
That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, so I enjoy talking. And what would you want to say to a person who has just been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease? Stop. <laughs> Don't panic. Don't go to the internet just yet. Just get out there with people who, um, you know, like our organisation, Parkinson Victoria, is wonderful. And it's not the end of the world. You will have a life and you can improve yourself and you can actually use it to find out things about yourself that you never ever knew. So, um, you know, I just say to people, just just relax, calm down, it's okay, you're going to be okay. That's the main thing. No, people think it's the end of the, their life and no, it's not. It's the start of a whole new one. And Aiken, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, um, through my website is an email. So that, um, they can email me through that. And I, I'd love to talk to people and, um, yeah, chat and all that sort of thing, definitely. So, uh, as I said, www.annatcanart.com and, yep, it'll become an email soon. And Anne and I both have an exciting announcement. We have, after several days of uh, trial runs, we've actually set up a Skype connection between the two of us. <laughs> So I, that's a possibility, it seems to me, that others who are in other countries might be able to actually connect and talk with Anne through Skype. Yes, it's amazing. Um, at one stage, I was about ready to throw the computer through the window. But, um, <laughs> we're, we're ready. We're, we're working. We know what we're doing, I think. So Anne Aiken, author of Living and Laughing with Parkinson's and for the soon-to-be-released book, Still Laughing with Parkinson's, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of the listeners who have now found out about your discoveries and your work with groups in helping people laugh, enjoy themselves, become mindful, and hate. <laughs> It's, yeah, look, thank you for the opportunity, Robert. I really enjoyed chatting to you, although at one stage I never thought we were going to actually do it, but we have. So that's the power of positive thinking. That's right. It just shows that we've been working on our own thought forms, and so we've been able to manifest well, something really wonderful. Well, I've never really checked wonderful. the computer on so much and raced every five minutes to see if there's an email from you. <laughs> Well, we did it, by God. So thanks so much for Thank being you, on the show today. All of the Parkinson's Recovery Radio shows are archived, which means that you can scroll back on the radio show page and download or listen to any of my previous shows live. Many of the individuals, just like Ann Aiken, have been diagnosed with Parkinson's and have figured out ways to get uh, relief from their symptoms, to reverse their symptoms, and in a number of cases actually become symptom-free. I have captured the stories of individuals in a book called Pioneers of Recovery. You can listen to the full story of each person here on the radio show page. To find the names of the individuals that are featured in the book, you can simply go to the website where there are clips from the shows that I drew the stories from. 
And that website is the same name as the book, pioneersofrecovery.com. So the name Pioneers, www.pioneers, of of recovery r e c o v e r y dot com and what you'll see there are the table of contents for each of the contributors and then a little clip from each person so as you go through the table of contents you'll get a good idea of the many different ways people have approached the challenge that they have confronted and a good idea of the factors that have contributed to their symptoms each story is different i can rest assured you. So you can go to that website, and when you get the name of the individual who's featured in the book, you can come back to the radio show page and scroll back to their radio show. The show has been running now for a number of years, so you'll likely have to scroll back at the bottom of the page in order to be able to land on the show. Again, all you have to do is once you get there, you want to click, you want to download, and then you get the advantage of listening to the show. So pioneersofrecovery.com, list the names of all the contributors. Those are not the only individuals who have remarkable stories. They simply happen to be the individuals who are featured in this 2012 edition of Pioneer of recovery. Email me at any time if you've got questions or suggestions or comments, and that email address is robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, at parkinsonsrecovery.com. Our toll-free number is 877-526-4646. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show today, that you are indeed on the road to recovery. We look forward to connecting with you next week. Good day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.